Today is Thursday, July 7th, 2022. Biden's senior communications director, Katie Bedingfield, has resigned and abandoning the failing Biden White House. Hunter Biden filmed himself smoking drugs and drinking White Claw. Guess who paid for it? The big guy. Trump Force One is making a comeback. And what happened to the Georgia Guidestones? What a show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. I don't blame Democrats for their frustration. I'd be mad too. This is the guy they put all of their hope in. Turns out he can't even ride a bike, let alone run a country. Democrats are done with him. And nobody wants to work for him. Not even his most loyal aides. Today, we learned that Biden's communications director, Kate Bedingfield, is leaving the White House. Jumping ship. Fleeing to the lifeboats. The Biden presidency is underwater. And the next person in line to the throne isn't much better. Actually, she's a lot worse. Good morning to you all. And I say to you, why would you want to be the last person at a lame ass party? You know, those kind of parties that they're like funerals and they're no fun. Maybe they were fun earlier in the evening, but as the night drags on and the pizza gets stale and the beer gets warm and people start to sort of leave and there's not that many people around, you're like, why the hell am I here? I don't want to be the last person here. This is going to be really lame. This is going to be really, really creepy. I don't want to be here with like the host and they're kind of drunk and they're kind of old and they have syphilis and they have dandruff and they have fake dentures and they're sniffing me and they're smelling my hair and they're grabbing me from behind. That would be what it's like at the Biden White House right now as Biden White House staffers flee the lame party that is the Biden administration, the collapsing and failing regime of Joe Biden. Biden's communications director, somebody who's been with him from day one, Kate Bedingfield, is resigning. She's out of here, baby. She's out of here. She's a trusted aide who has been with Biden his entire time at the White House. She's out of there this month as the Biden White House itself collapses into total and complete disarray with the final people in the White House just getting the hell out of there before the implosion. We're going to talk about what's about to happen to Joe Biden and why you don't want to have your rig attached to this doomed sinking ship. Who is Kate Bedingfield? Well, she is Joe Biden's senior communication aide. She is leaving to spend time with her husband and young children. Eh, you know, you can appreciate that. I mean, I guess I can kind of appreciate that. But still, you have to look at the trend line here. And the trend line here is that there have been massive high profile departures from the White House strike after strike, boom after boom. And it's not just Joe Biden's staff, it's Kamala Harris's staff. This is indicative and endemic of the dysfunction inside of this White House. This is a critical time for Joe Biden and Democrats as November midterm elections boom and heat up. Multiple polls suggest that Republicans are set to win a majority of seats in the House of Representatives and clobber Democrats in the Senate that will further drag down the party. Without Bedingfield's talent and tenacity, Donald Trump might well still be in the White House. 
said the announcement uh, of, of Ron Klain on her leaving. The actual announcement is, oh my God, everything's, everything's destroyed. Our hair's on fire. Joe Biden, he can't even wake up without an Amber Heard in his bed. If you know, you know. Crapping the bed is a specialty of the Biden White House and those who are smart know to flee the sinking ships. Rats flee ships because they can they live in the bowels of the ship and up against the side of the ship. And when a ship breaks or water starts pouring into the ship, the rats know first because they're living up against the side of the ship. They're living down in the holes of the hull of the ship. And that's what these rats are doing. They're the hell out of there. They're leaving the White House. It's not just betting field. Jen Psaki, Cedric Richmond, Seth Harris, Simone Sanders, Ashley and Tenney, Sabra Singh, Tina Flortnoy, Peter Veltz, and Vince Evans have all left the White House. Here is how Joe Biden started his regime. You can see betting field on there on a little graphic. You see Jen Psaki, Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's hanging on by a fingernail right now. Ashley and Tenney, Simone Sanders, gone, 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 gone. Poof, extinct. See ya in Jurassic Park. And the reason why they're all leaving is because they're working for Jurassic Park. And what I mean by that is they're working inside of a dangerous zone where there is a Jurassic, really old fossil roaming around, not knowing where he is, a danger to himself and all of those around him, falling off his bike, falling down the stairs. Who the hell would want to work for a man who can't even remember the names of his own family members and the politicians that he's worked with for the better part of the last 4,000 years that he's been alive. Check out Joe Biden, 90 straight seconds of Joe Biden forgetting names. A solid meeting with, um, with uh, the... Uh... Oh, my mama, Democrat. Javier Bacaria. Javier, Mr. Secretary. All right, Chuck, thank you very much. All right, uh, it's Chris, I'm but Chris. anyway. I just did Chris. And I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general, I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary. Jill and I have always enjoyed seeing Pete and Kristen which I have done personally with, with, uh, with uh, the president of China. It was President, my boss, Senator Shelley Caputo. Uh, if you may remember, I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon, uh, the governor, okay? The Instagram question answer with one of the leading soccer players in the world. Uh, the latest episode of Here's the Deal podcast with Andrew Young brought in a guy from Illinois who ended up being a great Secretary of Transportation. I mean, Secretary of... Every day, I retweet an hour, an hour and a half a brief with um, uh, a former head of... Uh, our former Surgeon General. Anyway. They're holding up uh, um, the nomination of the President put forward for the Supreme Court. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. <laughs> 
Could you imagine going to work every day and working for that? Joe Biden has no idea where he's at. Joe Biden has no clue who he is. Joe Biden has no capacity to handle or manage anything. And that's why I'm staring right now, looking at this article from CNN from yesterday. I can't get over this article from CNN. After a string of Supreme Court setbacks, Democrats wonder whether Biden White House is capable of urgency the moment demands. The big breakout from this article is that Biden's own staff don't believe in him. If you are a president of the United States and your own staff begin to turn on you, and I'm not talking about the people who turned on Donald Trump in order to get the limelight, in order to get media praise, in order to get the warm glow of leftist Washington, D.C., that's a totally different motivation. These people are just opportunistic scum. The people who are turning on Joe Biden are turning on Joe Biden because of Joe Biden. According to CNN here, reading several officials inside of Biden's White House say that Biden has a tendency to berate his advisors. He's displeased with when a situation is being handled or events go poorly, and that's trickled down the rank in the West Wing, leaving several mid-level aides feeling blamed for failings despite lacking any real ability to influence the building's decision-making. That's contributed to recent staff departures, according to people familiar. The article goes on to say that Joe Biden throws temper tantrums, that Joe Biden wanders around the White House and people are scared of him, that he's a mean bully. And this is what happens when you have a low information, low IQ president who can't make decisions. The other thing that the article highlights is that Joe Biden has no clue how to make decisions. Bottlenecks and indecision. Reading to you from CNN. Sources say that decisions in the White House are getting bottlenecked as veteran advisors urge Biden to take the long view rather than focus on fast responses. Fewer trying and even fewer are succeeding at pushing back against Biden's infamous inability to settle on decisions from tariffs in China to student loan. Welcome to the month of July, or as we call it on this show, MAGA Month. This is a month where we celebrate America and our founding, the 4th of July, fireworks, grilling, drinking beer, and you know what's another amazing American tradition? Gold. That's right. America used to have a currency that was backed by gold. That's what prevented out-of-control inflation back in the day. Did you know that George Washington actually held an enormous amount of gold personally in order to ensure his investments. Be as smart as George Washington and invest in something with physical value. I'm talking physical gold for my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals from Birch. I did this and my family got in the mail. Physical gold and silver delivered securely to our home and now it's in our bank account and we've never felt more secure and it's all because of my friends at the A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau five star reviews thousands of satisfied customers Birch Gold text Benny to 989898 to go gold be as smart as a founding father ladies and gentlemen Birch Gold Joe Biden can't make a decision because Joe Biden doesn't have a functional brain stem. He is an empty hamster cage with a spinning wheel and no hamster inside of it. Just a bunch of sawdust. That's what's going on inside of Joe Biden's brain. And it's really too bad for his own family because he's going to need to muster everything he can to keep his son out of jail. As the departures rain, the ra- <laughs> as departures rain from the White House, we rain upon your social media screens 
these new depressing and embarrassing images of Hunter Biden smoking crack, drinking White Claw inside of a green vessel. This is supposed to be a sobriety tank that Hunter Biden is in, but he's token and he's drinking inside of it. And guess who paid for it all? That's right. 10% for the big guy. Exclusive footage obtained by The Sun. This is from The Sun. An English newspaper shows the president's deeply troubled son taking the other son, taking a hit from what appears to be a crack pipe inside of a health spa in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Hunter 52 can be seen floating around and touching himself sexually while tripping Ambient music plays in the background. Why the hell are you filming this stuff, you freak? Then he leaves the tank briefly, comes back with drugs that he uses, and a black cherry-flavored white claw. Gotta tell you, if I was a uh, if I was a seltzer brand, I would uh, very much not like my brand associated with this deeply creepy video. Man, how messed up is Hunter Biden? And how messed up has Joe Biden got to be to run for president in the midst of this happening to his kid? It's not just Joe Biden. Ashley Biden was in rehab at the same time. Now, this is going to be controversial in the comments. I know that there are a lot of people who are young parents or who are parents or who want to be parents that watch. And I got to tell you, even grandparents, watch this show and we love all of you. But you damn well know inside of your soul that the way that your kids turn out is in part a reflection of how you raise them, who you were. Your kids are just empty vessels when they're born. They absorb, right? They're just sponges. They absorb everything that you teach them. And so you better teach them to be good individuals, to have a healthy moral conscience, to be able to take care of themselves, life lessons that you got to train your kids up into doing. And this Result, Hunter Biden and Ashley Biden having multiple kids in rehab, having multiple completely broken children is such a reflection of Joe Biden. It's a reflection of what Joe Biden's doing for this nation. Joe Biden is parenting this nation. And as president, you're sort of like the CEO, like the, 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 the father figure of the country. This is where the fireside chat comes from. This is where the Ronald Reagan style president comes from, right? Where you're really caring for people and you're showing that you care about them. And that gives the nation confidence to carry itself forward and to believe in itself. And if you are a completely and totally shitty dad, and if you are a bad person, and if you're a self-absorbed black hole narcissist like Joe Biden is, drunk on his own power and obsessed with his own career and letting his kids get rotted from the inside because he can't care about them and he doesn't love them, well, then this is the kind of kid you're going to wind up with. Sorry to say it. I'm a dad myself. The reality is I pay attention to my kids and I give my daughters everything I can right now to make sure they don't end up like the Biden kids, a result of cold, calculated, careerism by Joe Biden. And this is what you get. These sick freaks, these broken children. That's my rant on parenthood. I believe it in my bones. This is, this is just an endemic. This is what happens in the Biden family. It's a messed up family because Joe Biden's a horrible father and he's a horrible president. He's just a horrible leader. That's why people are fleeing the administration. It's why his kids are so screwed up. Tough. 
tough beans, baby. But that's the reality. That's how parenting works. Anyway, these photos, of course, come from Hunter Biden's laptop, his iPhone backup on his laptop, where he filmed himself getting high, fighting his own demons in this drunk tank. And who paid for it, you may ask? Well, you see, here's the thing. Joe Biden paid for it. Joe Biden paid Joe Joe Biden paid Hunter $75,000 in this time period. 75 being wired today, says Joe Biden to his kid. You know when you wouldn't have to wire your son $75,000 if your son wasn't in charge of a criminal enterprise, multinational criminal enterprise that romped and rampaged through the world, trading on your name and your political office, Joe, that's when you wouldn't have to wire your crackhead kid all this money. You could have prevented it by being a good dad and not allowing your son to be a criminal. But a criminal he is, and a criminal he will be proven. I can't say too much because we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people in the know. We've been doing a lot of phone calls because things are heating up. Let me just tell you this. Things are heating up. My next story, I will prove it to you how hot they're getting. They're getting red hot, cooking egg on the sidewalk hot right now in Trump world and in the political world and in the new right. The new right, which we represent, which we are a part of, are fighters. They are not going to take the authoritarianism and fascism of the left lying down. They are going to impeach, they are going to subpoena, and they're going to break these people. The rules are going to apply both ways. So what you see with the January 6th committee and what you see with the political prisoners uh, on January 6th, little grannies waving American flags, welcomed into the U.S. Capitol from the, by the FBI, like these are the people who are going to be avenged by the Republicans when they take office and begin to issue their own subpoenas, begin to ask their own questions about capital security. Now, why am I really digging deep on this? Because we've done our own research. We've spoken to the people who had the authority at the U.S. Capitol that day. Cash Patel says that there is a document Donald Trump has signed to authorize 20,000 National Guard troops at the Capitol to, to protect and defend the Capitol. Donald Trump said march there peacefully and also, and more, and I think more importantly, Donald Trump himself signed all of the government services documentation to hand over the military, the largest employer in the world, 3 million employees at the Department of Defense over to Joe Biden. It was a smooth and perfect transition. We've talked about that over the last couple of days on the show because we want to state the facts. Those are the facts. Now, what the left is doing is utilizing this opportunity and this moment in, in the imagery of that day, which was bad and horrible, and we disavow people who behaved criminally, period. We disavow them. Absolutely no reason to fight cops. Sorry, people. No reason to fight cops. No reason to hurt cops. We can talk about what happened, but we got to state that. They are using the imagery of that day to now attack MAGA, to now attack conservatives, to now go after an entire movement of peaceable, happy, America-loving individuals. And that is sick, and that is wrong. And when those same tools, and when that same weaponry, and when those same law enforcement organs are going to be turned on the left, turned on Bill Clinton, turned on Hillary Clinton, turned on the Biden family, turned on Mayorkas and Merrick Garland, they are not going to enjoy what happens. When the same law enforcement agencies are directed to go after Antifa cells, they're not going to enjoy what happens. 
They're not going to like the perp walks. And they're coming. Mark my words. They're coming. Believe that. Believe that. So here we stand. What way, Western man? Where are we going to go, right? What's going to happen? I tell you this. These same tools that the left are using against the right right now in order to suppress the Hunter Biden story, in order to try and keep Hunter Biden out of jail, not going to work. Hunter Biden will be indicted. Take it to the bank, timestamp it right now. Hunter Biden's getting indicted. Hunter Biden is going to be subpoenaed into infinity, as will Joe Biden. And I hope Joe Biden, on his last day in office, which would be January whatever, 2025, 2025, January 20th, 2025, after he gets destroyed, 40 state landslide in the in the 2024 election, because Joe Biden has insisted he's running. I, I I believe Joe Biden is going to run. I, I think Joe Biden's going to run. I, I, Joe Biden has said he's going to run. He's stubborn. He's brittle. And he's a bully and a brutalist. And he doesn't listen to reason. His brain is broken. And more importantly, more importantly, Joe Biden has to continue to run for president because this is a tactic to control the Justice Department and to use it as your own personal Stasi. That's what Joe Biden's doing, to protect his son and to protect his criminal enterprise. That's what's happening right now. But mark my words, when that, when those same powers are going to be taken over by a Republican Congress, supermajority, and a Republican Senate, probably not a supermajority, probably not 60 senators, but still a Republican Senate and a Republican Congress, those powers are going to be taken and used in a way that the left has never seen before. And they will scream like demons and it will be glorious. And then when the executive branch gets taken back, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot more savage and wiser steps that will be taken. Unlike 2016, where there was no preparation, no one was counting on Trump winning, including Trump by his own admission, Melania said so. And so did Trump in multiple interviews. We weren't counting on it. I was there on election night in New York with Trump in 2016. I was there. I was standing there at the bottom of the ballroom inside of the downtown Manhattan Hilton. That's where Trump had his party. And everyone was shocked. And I watched that dude walk down the staircase at 2 a.m. and the world changed forever. But they weren't prepared. And they'll tell you they weren't prepared. There are a lot of bad choices, a lot of bad decisions, and that's not going to happen again. And why do I know that Trump is running in 2024? because of what I'm about to show you next. Donald Trump ran in 2016 and thanked and gave credit to one thing above all else. How could Donald Trump do seven states in a day, seven different campaign rallies? Remember, Hillary Clinton didn't go to Wisconsin. Hillary Clinton didn't go to Michigan. Hillary Clinton didn't go to Iowa. Hillary Clinton didn't go to Ohio. And all those states went for Trump. How could Trump pull off so many states in one day? The plane. Trump Force One, as it's called. Donald Trump has own plane. Now, that plane was famous. My first time ever meeting Trump, way back in 2015, sitting there at a freezing my ass off at a little airport in Dubuque, Iowa. Donald Trump's plane comes flying over the airport, and they start, the speakers crackle behind me, and they start playing the Air Force One theme song. By Air Force One, I mean the Harrison Ford movie. Remember that really cool movie with Harrison Ford? Kicks the guy, get off my plane. Get off my plane. Kicks him out. And he gets choked out. So cool. Air Force One. Uh, there's a theme song to it. It's a very neat theme song that crackled on the speakers behind me. And you saw Trump Force One flying over, flying over the, the airport. And it was really majestic. It was really cool. I've never seen anything like it. Well, anyway, Trump 
yesterday announced that that same plane, the plane that he credits very much so his 2016 presidential win because he had his own plane and he could, he could hit up seven states in a day, go, go, go. He said that this plane is ready to hit the air again. It's been grounded for five years to be, to be modernized and renovated, given a new paint job. And it goes out once more, starting in, according to Trump, and a post on Truth Social, starting in the fall of 2022. Now, what does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, come on. You can connect the dot. Even Joe Biden could connect this dot and this dot. What does that mean? It means Joe Biden's announcing in the fall of 2022. Or maybe before, according to Trump. Trump stated, and I'm reading the post right now, now it has been completely modernized and renovated. It looks great. All done in the great state of Louisiana and is coming back to the skies in the fall of 2022 or maybe sooner. Get ready. It does look beautiful. And the get ready means a presidential announcement. You may not like it. You may love Trump. You may hate Trump. Everyone has an opinion on him. You may not want this to happen. It's happening. Donald Trump's going to run again. Watch. So here's what's changed on that plane. Here's what's changed on that plane. And again, I've seen that plane up close and personal. And ladies and gentlemen, trust me when I say I've already made my requests to do a full tour of the brand new plane with people very high up in the Trump uh, organization. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to get those requests answered. I think we'll be taking this show. Stay tuned. We'll be taking this show on a tour of the new Trump Force One. What changed is the color is now black. It used to be dark blue. Color on the plane is now black. A big T used to be on the tail end of the plane. It used to be a T. Now it's an American flag. Read the tea leaves. And by T, I mean Trump leaves. You may not like it. Yeah, maybe you maybe you don't like. Let me know in the comments. What do you think, Trump 2024? What do you think? I'm telling you it's happening. I don't care if you if you hate it, it's happening. This is a piece of a long and large scale announcement series of events that is happening inside of Trump world. Take it to the bank. Mark my words. The big T has been replaced by an American flag and the coloration has begun to match the new coloration for Air Force One that Donald Trump wanted. If you go to Mar-a-Lago, and you interview Trump, what he'll show you is a large scale model of what he wanted to repaint Air Force One. He wanted Air Force One to not be that periwinkle blue. It's like a weird, like little, like a, like a blue, the color of a blue, you'd paint a nursery. It's like way too light. It is weird. It is a weird color. It's more like what he wanted to do is paint it more rich American flag colors, right? You wouldn't see an American flag with like neon blue. It's like a dark, rich blue, a dark, rich blood red. That's the color of the flag. Trump wanted to paint the plane those colors, and Trump uh, got that deal across the finish line with Boeing. We'll see what happens, but that's the one that Donald Trump has sitting in the op- in the entryway of Mar-a-Lago, this massive model of Air Force One. And mark my words, it's sitting there again for a reason. Just connect the dots. Connect the dots. Donald Trump's running in 2024. Let me know in the comments if you like it and get ready. We're going to be start. We're going to do the show soon with comments on screen so that everyone is part of the show. We love this community. We love this community a lot more than the Georgia Guidestones, which were blown up and demolished yesterday. And we're going to get into these Georgia Guidestones. What are they? Are they satanic? Are they ritualistic? 
What are these things? We're going to talk through what we know and uh, you know what we don't know. We do know that they've collapsed, but let me tell you something that hasn't collapsed. Our viewership of this program, and it's because of you. We do love you. We will be going on the Trump jet. We will be covering all these things. We will be taking you all the places that we want to go. We will be taking this show as a community into the cool, kick-ass, wild ride of the next two years. Pay attention to this space. And all we ask of you on this show is that you please click subscribe. Please click like. Please ring the bell so that you see when we're live. That really helps us. And, you know, we're not, we're not going to ever ask. We're, times are tough for everyone. We're not asking for money. We don't want it. We don't ever want to do that. We have great sponsors and great partners on this show, and we appreciate them. And our most important partner is you. So we just want to say thank you. We hustle and bust our asses every single day to bring you excellence on this show and to make a show that you're going to love to watch because we just, you know, we just, we're you, we're you, you're us, we're you, and we want to bring you the things that you care the most about. Let me know. Do you want to see inside of the Trump plane? Do you want an exclusive tour of inside of the Trump plane? I'm already seeing the comment section light up like insane saying Trump plane, Trump plane, let's do the tour now. Trust me, your boy Benny's working on it. Pay attention to this space. Keep subscribing. Keep sharing this show. We are growing exponentially, and we just want to say thank you. And shout out to Studio Sam. Is the Studio Sam cam on? Do we still have Do we have the Studio Sam cam up today? Come on. Come, Sam, say hi to the people. There's Studio Sam. We are live. We're always live on this show. We say thank you. Look at what you've helped us build. Look at what we're building now. Wait till we get our brand new studio. We're retrofitting a garage to make like a cool garage studio. All great American companies start out of garages. Ours is absolutely in line with those great American companies. At least the way they use IBM, Apple. These are like great innovators. Love their this country. They want, they started out of a garage. Google started out of a garage. Yeah, they morphed into something completely evil. <laughs> I'm not saying that we want to be Apple or Google right now, but nonetheless, we're going to be garage broadcasters and we'll take you on a full studio tour when that build is done. And it's all thanks to you. We love you. Things we don't love, the Georgia Guidestones. The Georgia Guidestones. What the hell are these things and why are they in a pile of rubble? The Georgia Guidestones are super mysterious objects. They are these massive granite objects that have uh, extremely strange things written on them in like nine different languages. So the Georgia Guidestones have 19 foot high, six meter high parallel, bear 10 part messages in eight different languages, English, Hebrew, Hindi, Swahili, Spanish, Russian, Chinese, and Arabic as well as four ancient languages, they're calling for like a new world government, essentially. They call for population control quite explicitly. They say that only 500 million people should be on living on earth at any time. That is a major call for population control. I mean, that, that alone is, is evil enough for me, but that means that 80% of the world's population needs to essentially Go, go somewhere, right? Like, be done away with. That's what the stones are calling for. Uh, among other extremely weird things, like a world, they call for a world government. They call for a world language. Uh, they call, essentially, for the degradation of religion, the degradation of our traditions, and for, like, a new, uh, like, humanist, 
uh, humanist uh, uh, world government, essentially. That's what the stones are about. That's what they say on them. And we're just reading the stones, man. That's what they say on them. And they were bombed yesterday. They were blown up. Much like the January 6th thing, guys. Like, uh, I'm, not for, I'm not for violence. I'm not for uh, blowing things up. I'm not. I'm not. And so we do have to say that we don't agree with the tactic, but that doesn't stop us from saying that we also don't agree with what these damn stones said. Like, you're talking about population control on these things and essentially world government. And that's what's led to a lot of people saying that this is, you know, these, these are satanic. These stones are there for ritual. These stones are there to like essentially divine a new government after a nuclear holocaust. A nuclear holocaust is going to lead to like major uh, 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 end of population. And this, these are the stones that will uh, create a new world after after the nuclear holocaust. Like we will follow these principles to create uh, a new society. That's what people say about them, but really doesn't matter because they are no more. They were destroyed. Uh, yesterday, one of the stones was blown up, uh, and then the state of Georgia, where these stones are, the American state of Georgia, uh, came through and just essentially toppled the rest of them and said that these things are just going to be no more. There was actually a candidate in Georgia's election that ran on essentially demolishing these stones. So that, that this was like a platform in Georgia uh, for a gubernatorial candidate who was a Republican saying, we got to get rid of these things. So they're gone. Uh, they had an astrological sundial and an astronomical calendar in them. Again, these are like very, it's, it's very humanist. Uh, it's very hedonistic. These stones, the messages on them are very new world ordery. Uh, a lot, a lot of, you know, a lot of the stuff that the world economic forum talks about, right? Population control, uh, globalization, that's what these stones were all about. They were put there in the 1980s, and now they are gone. The sheriff's department uh, essentially demolished them, uh, but the sheriff's department said that the initial stone that was blown up was done so by dynamite. Something that is not dynamite is, well, Joe Biden having pederists endorse him. Our last message of the day here, why not cap off the Biden regime collapse with Another story of complete and total collapse. There's this guy on the show called Cheer. His name is Jerry Harris. And he has been jailed now for 12 years after pleading guilty to soliciting sex from underage boys at a cheerleading competition. Total, just complete creeper, loser, this guy. No wonder he endorsed Joe Biden. They clearly have uh, a similar alignment in their morality. Uh, Jerry Harris' plea comes after a two-year-long federal child pornography case. This guy is a deeply, deeply disturbed individual. He was, of course, a on a Netflix series, naturally. He was an ambassador for Joe Biden's presidential campaign, and now he He's 22 years old and he has been charged. Uh, he's been charged with child pornography charges from September 2020. Uh, and now he's going to be going to jail for hopefully a very, very long time. Uh, he lived in Chicago, but this dude is, I don't know, man. Why is this administration surrounded by such creepy weirdos, such freaks. Again, he was an ambassador for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. We'll see if he and Jesse Smollett can be ambassadors for Joe Biden in 2024 from their prison cells. 
Maybe they'll have like a little live cam, a little live feed, and they could still campaign for Joe, you know, because these people are of such, they're of the same moral fabric. That same moral fabric is leading Joe Biden's administration officials to flee in record numbers and to backstab and front stab Joe Biden in the media. Joe Biden's administration is in total collapse because they see the writing on the wall. The writing on the wall, number one, Hunter Biden's going to get indicted. And along with him, probably Joe Biden, because Joe Biden was part and parcel and totally a, you know, a complicit and active in the criminal enterprise that is the Biden family. And they see the writing on the wall that, that Donald Trump is going to run again and that they'll probably lose. And they don't want to be part of this dumpster fire that is the Biden administration. Ultimately, they're saying, no, we out. And ladies and gentlemen, we out with a message to you. Love this country. Love this nation. There's nothing America can't do as long as rock-ribbed, strong-hearted patriots live in it with proper priorities. And those priorities are this, God, family, country. That's what we care about on this show. We were born free men and women, and we intend to stay that way. My name is Benny Johnson, and this has been The Benny Show.